one thing that humans will never know anything about is what happens after death, right? So it's up to us to kind of use our imagination or it depending on what you believe in, uh, what, where your faith lies, then you might have a different concept than the other person about what happens after death. What is there an afterlife? Is there no afterlife? Is there resurrection, etc.? And Death Parade is a good kind of brainstorming activity in a sense of what it could be like. What's up, Weeboos? Welcome back to the Weeboo Podcast. We took a little bit of a break here because Pat got COVID and I think he's now good to go. But Pat, how are you feeling now post-COVID? Are you feeling a little better? Hey, it's good to be back. I think I still might sound, you know, a little congested or congested or whatnot. I think I'm back to normal though for the most part. I'm glad I got it over with. Um, You know, it wasn't too long. I think it was 12 days of sitting in my room, binging anime. So on that side, I did get to watch a lot of anime, a lot more than I normally do. So I guess there's always some bright spots to every downer, but I'm glad to be recovered and I'm glad to be back on the pod. I feel like this was the most anime you've watched in maybe like a two week span or like a month span in quite a while i want to say like maybe over like two years or something this was definitely the most anime i've seen in a long time i by the end of it i wasn't sure if i was more tired of my room or more tired of anime i'm surprised you didn't get tired of anime or maybe maybe you did because after i watch like one week straight i'm just like i I need a break i'm done Truthfully, I, I think I was pretty burnt out from anime. I had to take uh, this week off. I Even with the new Spy Family, the new uh, Rising the Shield here, I was like, you know, I can't, I can't watch anime this week. I got, I got to give myself a break. I haven't kept up with the spring season at all at this point, and I don't really know why. I mean, I watch Spy Family still on a weekly basis because it's very big and still something I look forward to. And I still watch Kaguya be- but besides that, I found it pretty hard to watch the anime on a week-to-week basis. But it's not because the anime is bad. I think I'm going through the same thing as you where I'm kind of burnt out from anime. But I don't really know why. It's it's a lot to, I guess, keep watching anime. And I think after a while, um, you kind of just want to change and just take a break. I, I don't know what it is, but <clears throat> for me, I think... That two-week span was crazy. I think the amount of anime I watched was just absurd. So, yeah, I think you've watched over like one over one hundred episodes of anime, which is I don't even know, like thirty-three hours or something. Yeah, I, I was crushing like twenty-five episode seasons in a day. It was it was insane. <laughs> well, I guess during that span that you're in quarantine and watching a lot of anime in the prior episode before you got covid what we said was we were gonna pick a anime of the month or two anime of the month one from you one from me and then we would watch it obviously this was a good opportunity for both of us to watch both anime um but we want to focus on one of the two during this podcast of which is death parade i guess going straight into it what were your initial 
impressions of Death Parade? What was your mindset going into it? Death Parade is a bit surprising in that it's a 12-episode anime, which was produced by Madhouse, or the studio that created was Madhouse. But for whatever reason, in the Western audience on my anime list, it has a really high popularity. It has a 1.5 million members. It's almost, if you round up, it's actually 1.6 million. The popularity is number 49 out of all the anime that's ever aired. The score is 8.17 and it's ranked 358. The rank isn't that high, but I think the popularity is what the focus is of this because it's a 12 episode anime and that's it. It's not a shonen. It's not an isekai. It's not a long running show, but still very simple very straightforward and a short running show was able to get a huge audience. So I want to get your thoughts on that and also just your initial impressions of watching it. Yeah. So death parade, man, <clears throat> what an interesting anime. I think in the, this current, you know, past year, year and a half, what do you want to call them? Psychological thrillers, psychological games, high stake games have become a bit more popular. Uh, it's definitely something somehow have grown in popularity. And Death Parade is a little before its time, I think, in the concept in terms of what the general public liked. But it's clear just seeing how the popularity score and ranking of this anime that a lot of people like it, um, and I, I know you said Western audience. I don't know how it fell in Japan or, or where the Japanese audience might have thought of it, but overall it was really interesting as a show for me. I, I'm still trying to wrap my head around why it might be so popular other than the fact that a lot of Western people have always liked high stake thriller games where your life may or may not be on the line and when i think back i think of like saw and like all those thrillers that came out in what the early 2000s that people were kind of obsessed with like they just always had a lot of people watching them yeah high stake thriller is it the most popular genre of anime though i don't really know what to call this because it is like a drama. It has like a heaviness to it. There's some supernatural elements to it as well. There is a lot of backstory, storytelling of characters, which kind of gives it like a slice of life vibe, but it's not really a slice of life at all, actually. Um, so it's really hard for me to at least categorize a show. It's a very deep show with a lot of meaning behind each episode, each character every single message or line that these characters are trying to portray which is why it's a bit surprising to me that it's so popular because in anime if you look at the most popular anime it's the ones that are heavy in action the ones that are heavy in like i, I don't know every single attribute that shonen kind of breathes and lives right like action a lot of enter entertaining aspects to it. The music is more upbeat, a little bit more intense, and very likable characters. The characters might be on the younger side, etc. But Death Parade is like the complete opposite of that. I don't think it's a manga 
adaptation either. I'm not aware of a manga or a light novel or like the original source that Death Parade is coming from. I'm pretty sure it's an original work, which also makes it a little bit more surprising because usually if there's like a huge falling for the manga or the light novel or something, then it's easy for the anime to be popular too. So I honestly don't really know why it has such a huge following because it's so out there in terms of anime genre and the type of show it is. Right. And, you know, the interesting thing is I believe Death Parade spun off of an earlier short film called Death Billiards. And I don't know if you've seen that, but that was kind of the introduction to the whole concept here. And that game was just about billiards or pool, kind of what they reference a lot in the anime. But like you said, it's, I think it's a original work. It's not based off a manga or a light novel to my knowledge. Which makes it interesting because those types of shorts and uh, kind of originals don't normally do so well. Yeah, I mean, we just saw it, right, with, I think, Tactop. Um, There are some originals that do really well, but what happens usually is it's either rushed, it's, it's not as complete sometimes. There are holes to the story because, I don't know, it's, for whatever reason, it's just doesn't feel like a complete story whenever it's like original work sometimes um i'm not saying that that's the case for every single original work and i don't think that's a case for death parade but it is a bit harder in terms of the execution of the of the show because there's so many other pieces to it right like you're not necessarily directly translating a manga or a light novel which already provides you with the script or like the overall plot and story that you're kind of following you're doing it from scratch. So it just leaves you more susceptible to potential risks down the line. But I feel like Death Parade kind of handles those risks pretty well. Because um, I, I originally watched this back in, I think, winter 2015 when it first came out. And I remember at the time, Death Parade had, for whatever reason, like I said, I don't know what the reason is got a lot of popularity, a lot of people talking because of how unique and original it was. Um, at the time, like I said, like, or in general, like anime doesn't usually have a show like this, actually. This is a very, very like mature, like adult catered show in a sense. So maybe that's why it was like, it caught everyone's attention at the time. But it was probably the most talked about anime in winter 2015 when it first came out i think some other shows that came out in winter 2015 were assassination classroom uh tokyo guru a which is suspect in its own right like kuroko durarara um there wasn't a whole lot at the time i think that was i don't know unique or captivating the audience and death parade kind of came from left field and then caught everyone's attention so that might have something to to do with that as well. Like it allowed itself to kind of separate itself from the pack at the time and then really gave the audience a kind of a hidden gem in the season that it came out. Yeah, I mean, hidden gem in that I don't think anyone really saw it coming other than the fact that they were spinning it off of 
I guess the original work, right? Right. Now, man, hidden gem. Like, what? That's an interesting term that you're using there because what do you feel like constitutes a hidden gem? Something that just came out of the blue or something that blows you out of the water? Like, you're not looking for it and it's just an amazing anime. And the reason I say that is because I want to really dive into is this an amazing anime? Does it deserve number 49 on Mal for popularity? I don't know if this anime should be I I don't know like I don't have the the right to say that this doesn't deserve the 49th place in like in terms of popularity because if it's popular it just means like it caught the attention of a wide range of the audience, right? So it's not necessarily reflective of like where it should be in terms of like the best anime of all time or whatever. Like the score is at 8.17. That's not that high in terms of Mal. It's, it's above average. Don't get me wrong. But in terms of Mal, it's not like in the conversation of the goaded anime, the best anime um, realm. So I don't necessarily consider it as part of that conversation, but but popularity is a little bit different though, right? It's just captured the audience or captured the attention of a lot of audience members, a lot of people. So I think it's not necessarily the same conversation, but it is a bit different. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I could see that. Like it definitely catches your attention. It's definitely an interesting anime. Um, And man, maybe let's just get into some of the details of it um maybe let's start with something simple what did you think of the art i mean it's back in 2015 i know it's not you know the art we might see at a madhouse in the recent years because it's a bit older but did you like the art did you think it uh was a little lackluster i know it's not a huge production anime in terms of the budget so what do you think do you think it has death note vibes does it give you hunter hunter vibes or do you feel like it's got like a little of the nicer clean lines like that are in no game no life i think the art is good just because i think the art is fitting for the show i don't necessarily think it's the best art like something with no, no game no, no life is it's very vibrant very eye-catching it's pleasant to the eye and people probably like the art of no game no life way more than they like death parade and i could i could totally see that um and that's fair. Um, but in my opinion, the art for Death Parade is just very fitting, right? Like the show is dark in at the core of it. So the tones of the the art and the colors that they use are darker in nature. It gives a ambiance, a better ambiance that's fitting of the story. So I think that's where Death Parade's art is good. If they kind of build it with like fun colors, colorful schemes, etc., it wouldn't have kept that same tone and heaviness to it. I also like that the setting kind of takes place in a bar, which is more of like an intimate setting, right? It kind of opens up possibilities for conversation and people to open up and just dive deeper into their personal story and background. But kind of going hand in hand with that, a bar setting also kind of calls for like a darker theme or darker color tone so i think the art's fine i don't think they need to do a whole lot right there's no like action scenes or like there's some but it's not 
that heavy so it's not the focal point of the story so you don't have to go all that crazy with all the all that stuff but i think like at least setting the mood of the story is what the art should do in this case and it was able to do that yeah i i think i agree with what you're what you uh kind of put out there right now i mean it's definitely darker and the art kind of gives you that vibe you know like I don't know if that's how I'd envision, you know, the afterlife or maybe some, I guess it's not necessarily the final place of the afterlife, but maybe that hybrid state where your soul is in between. Um, And I think in the beginning, I found the show's concept very interesting. Um, And I thought it was kind of weird how there are certain concepts and for those who did get to get the chance to really watch um death parade the what i really wanted to kind of focus on is about like that darkness in the beginning about how the show revolves around couples who have passed on together and to me that was a very interesting concept that i don't know if those are only the criteria for decum or decum his floor or if that's really the criteria of the entire show is that they're judging couples in both romantic sense or just in any type of sense that have passed on together because in the beginning they really make it seem like it's a couple in terms of you know a standard relationship couple but you find out later on that couple as a term can refer to almost any two people who have essentially died together at the same time and place yeah i mean or they just have some kind of link between one another right i think some people don't die necessarily in the same place but they die maybe at the same time for similar reasons or maybe you know they're they're just linked in some sort of way but yeah it's not it's not necessarily like a relationship scenario except i think one the first case I don't remember if there's another one. I don't think there was. But in other cases, a lot of the characters are more related to one another. But I guess, like, what you said about, I guess, your first impression of what you imagine, like, the afterlife to be. Like, why do you think they chose, like, this bar setting in order to kind of depict that? Because it's a very unique setting. It's also, again, like, something that gives off a more mature and adult vibe to it which is very different from general anime to to be fair or to be frank so like why do you think they actually went with that that's a very interesting question and maybe i'm just going to be rambling off the top of my head here but i mean when we go to bars they're normally darker darker types of places right and you know recently i was at a bar and i was talking to the bartender and he was just kind of giving me insight that a lot of bars don't have windows and there's no way to basically tell the time of the day. And to me, that was something that I realized um, when I was talking to this bartender was after I watched Death Parade. I was like, you know, maybe there is a reason why it's set in a bar and that when two people enter, they don't know the time of the day, whether it's night or morning. And it kind of can reference... You know, when people pass on, there's no set time. People don't only pass away in the nighttime. People don't pass away in the morning. But a bar kind of takes, it's when you step into a bar, you kind of forget 
the world you came from, whether it was in the morning, the afternoon, the nighttime. You just know that you're in a bar at that time and place, and you're really just in that present moment. And maybe in Death Parade sense, it was some way for them to help kind of get two people to forget and not think about or focus on where they came from, just that they're in this bar, you know, at this present moment. And what trans- what kind of happens from the moment they step in is really only linked to that specific time of the day. Um, and that was one interesting thing about why I think it's in, in a bar. And the other thing that kind of I liked about the whole bar scene was that having a bartender or someone who kind of caters towards you sometimes you step into a bar and you just kind of expect the bartender to be someone who takes care of you in a sense especially when you sit at the bar not at a table you're kind of trusting the bartender to make a choice for you about maybe what drink you might like i mean granted some people know exactly what they want when they step into a bar other times you just go in and you kind of give your preferences and almost in death parade sense it's like you come into this this scene death Deckham's place um you bring your memories and then you leave it up to the bartender to basically be the arbiter or the person who decides where you're going to be going forward whether that's in our real life with a drink um you're trusting them to take what you've given them to make a rational decision and you trust that judgment and in death parade sense it's a little more dark and heavy in that you're trusting this guy to take your memories and your actions within this place and decide if you're going to go to heaven or hell which is a pretty dark take on a whole bar scene, but it kind of still fits that same kind of, I don't know, feeling in my in my sense. And in that sense, I thought that was kind of a cool way they, they tied the whole bar feeling into the show. I think that makes a lot of sense. I think your take is probably what it is. I, I honestly don't really know why, because I am not an expert of bars, and you are definitely a better expert or more knowledgeable about it than I am. I think in terms of, I guess, Japanese bars versus Western bars, and you could correct me if I'm wrong or if I'm being too stereotypical, but I think Japanese bars are more intimate and in a smaller setting. So you have like a more intimate relationship with the bartender. And like you said, like you go there, the bartender kind of gives you what you typically get, like, I guess, um, like the usual per se. but you can also leave it to the bartender for them to kind of create something for you or like a special of the day. And they, they will always like offer that up. And I think that's kind of to your point, like what um, was happening because they were, they were making kind of decisions based on what they know of, of the, the client or the customer and then would produce a result or produce a drink that accommodates what they know. And I think in that sense, there might be a gap because in like Western bars or like bars in the U.S., it's a little bit more rowdy, in my opinion. There's a lot of people there and you don't necessarily have that same like intimate relationship in like a confined smaller space that you would in Japan or maybe in Asia overall. I'm not 100% sure on that, but at least in Japan. So I think that's why they use like the bar setting because it's just a more intimate place for you to kind of have more personal conversations with the the bartender and and the between the bartender and the customer and then as you kind of get to know them you could produce a end result or like a product or a drink 
that they would like um in the end or you could judge them based on whatever you know so i think like i totally agree with what you're kind of getting at because you're the bar expert (laughs) i mean i wouldn't say i'm a bar expert but i do spend a lot of time in bars um i don't know if that's a good thing i don't know if i should be proud of that but it is a truth (laughs) (laughs) i guess kind of going off the bar and then the setting of this but why do you think they kind of use i guess games um to kind of put these like customers or put these people that have passed on to the afterlife in these like extreme situations in order to kind of test them to see like how they will react in like extreme scenarios like that that part to me doesn't feel as much bar y but then kind of comes not out of nowhere but it's a more of a surprise factor i guess because anything can happen any game can can come up and then these customers can be put into like i guess different scenarios there are bars i guess in real life that have video games or pool billiards darts etc that you could play but um it's not very common that i guess like a bartender would watch you play those games right i guess do you think that's just more of like an anime thing that they did where they needed to put something more exciting more i guess engaging for the audience or do you think there's like actual like a meaning behind the games itself i don't know if there's a meaning behind the games other than they were trying to really draw out the kind of concept that human nature is at its core maybe can change our humans can kind of change their nature depending on the circumstance and i think a game is one way where you definitely have a wide range of emotions based on what's on the line. And, you know, maybe there are other ways to go kind of go about that same concept, but maybe a game is was the easiest way for, for the studio and the producers to really say, like, what is something that's done on, like, a day-to-day basis that people have different varying responses to? And maybe a game is one of those, like, especially at the beginning of the game, most people are more lax, like they're kind of learning the game, taking it slow. Um, And then when you get to like towards the later end, you I think everyone to some extent has some competitive drive where they're trying to win or if the stakes change, like your feelings in a game can can change greatly. And that's kind of the concept that Death Parade really took is that how do you draw out? changing human emotions and and really try to get at the root of people and for those listening you know though death parade revolves around these games of like what chris is saying darts billiards etc and they're using these games and during the games the players or these people who are in their afterlife are being evaluated to determine if they're going to go to heaven or hell and as they play the game um, well, I guess heaven and hell might not be the right term because in this show they use reincarnation or the void, but I, I guess it's basically heaven and hell. And they're going through this game and getting their memories back of kind of how they died, who they were as a person, and maybe those circumstances were best reflected in how you start to play the game, especially when you're just kind of confused. And in the beginning, you think like your life might be on the line. Some of the games you feel pain, some you don't. 
And maybe it's just that roller coaster of emotions for every episode that the game reflects. But again, it's it's a weird concept. Like I still don't know if I like the concept of games to determine that, but that's kind of the whole gist of all these psychological game type shows, right? You always got to play a game and during that game is kind of how something's decided whether whether you I don't know, live, make it past the next round. Yeah. I think in Death Parade's case, the most important part about Death Parade is not the games itself or what the outcome of the game is. It's actually, it's going to sound really cheesy, but it's like the journey that you take throughout the game and how the characters react within that journey. I think that's what makes Death Parade special, in my opinion. Um, because I don't know. I guess everyone who listens to this podcast at this point knows I'm just this dark person that likes these dark shows that test humans for in like extreme circumstances. But what is shown and portrayed throughout the games, like constantly throughout Death Parade, is what how do humans react when they're faced with death, right? Like they're slowly regaining these memories back, like you explained about them dying but they don't necessarily know that they died until the end of the game or like close to the end of the game so they're kind of getting getting their memories back as to what they need to do in their real lives like what do i need to go back to i need to go back and work i need to go back and do this i have a family that's back um back home that i need to get to etc i need to get out of this bar or this place in order to go accomplish my real life duties and as they're kind of getting to the conclusion of the game then they're faced with oh if i lose this game i might die and i might never be able to go back to where i was before and then that's when kind of the the grime of the humans or the the griminess of humans is portrayed like the desperation the willingness to do anything in order to live um or not get sent to the void but they don't really know that at the time that they're playing the games so the portrayal of that there is some people that don't reach that point there are some people good people that choose not to act in that way but that's what death parade does it shows the contrast of those individuals that are willing to sacrifice everything in order to avoid death and those that are willing to sacrifice themselves for the, the other person so that they can live and I think that contrast is portrayed pretty well throughout the, the show. But I think at the end of it, for those people that watch the show and their main takeaway is what happens at the end of the game or what are the games, like is missing a big chunk of what Death Parade is about because it's not really about the game. It's just about how humans react to the game, not the game itself. Do you like the whole overall concept of Death Parade, though? Do you like the way death is portrayed and kind of the way these arbiters are going about, you know, judging people to determine if they're reincarnated or not? I think it's a good take because one thing that humans will never know anything about is what happens after death, right? So it's up to us to kind of use our imagination or it depending on what you believe in uh what where your faith lies 
then you might have a different concept than the other person about what happens after death. What is there an afterlife? Is there no afterlife? Is there resurrection, etc. And Death Parade is a good kind of brainstorming activity in a sense of what it could be like. You can be sent in front of someone that judges you for how you lived your own life or how you act in front of them and be sent to an afterlife or sent to the void in this case or hell, right? Like it's just like a conceptual thing that they're putting in front of us to for the audience to kind of brainstorm like, oh, what actually does happen in uh, post-death? And if you were in these situations, in the situations that Death Parade portrays, how would you act or like they try to show as many types of people in order to maybe have you relate to one of those people and i think that's what makes death parade interesting because it's something that we will never know anything about but is very close to us right like at some point humans are all gonna die and i think ginty had like a comment that like humans live just to die or something like that um and but at the end of the day, we just never know what happens at, at that point. So I think f- from that perspective, Death Parade is very interesting and in that it's, a, it's just like a thought exercise to me of like what really does happen at that point in our lives. Yeah, so a few comments on kind of what you just said there are really interesting. One is that this is a brainstorming activity. And I think that's a really good way to put this because... With any type of activity of brainstorming, right, it's never fleshed out completely. And I think in to add like a negative to Death Parade, because it's a brainstorming activity, there are a ton of, ton of holes within the whole story. A lot of unanswered questions. Um, and the more you really try to think and think about those questions, the more you realize how many holes there are in the story. But because it's a brainstorming activity, you can also kind of reason that it's okay there are some unanswered questions because at the end of the day, like you said, it's really for entertainment and really just all these different types of people who who are in the show are really maybe just a way for the, the viewer to try and find someone who might relate to them or maybe someone who just to offer different takes on the different type of people who end up in the same place. Like everyone ends up in the same place, but there's a multitude of reasons how you could have gotten there, which is interesting when you state that's, that could be one of the reasons why all the characters in the show are very different. Now. Yeah. Yeah. I guess the problem that I personally had is that every character is so different that it was really hard to have a character. I really liked or, kind of a favorite character um i know the main characters are Deckham, nona um and i forget the girl's name they learned it at the end Chi- chiyuki something i don't even remember <clears throat> some girl with the black hair girl the black hair <laughs> with the white stripe right yeah uh yeah like i don't know if i ever felt drawn to any specific character i thought they were all interesting but because of the progression of the show maybe there's just a lack of character development and maybe that's not a bad thing because the show was meant to be like you said a, a brainstorming activity where you're actually not meant to have a favorite character you're kind of just 
watching it more for the entertainment of taking a concept that we normally don't try and think about because of how it makes us feel and kind of putting an interesting spin on it. Yeah, because the format is episodic, right? So every single episode, there's going to be a new character. So it's going to be really hard for you to kind of connect to one character. But I think their hope is that within that the course of those episodes, maybe you connect to one of them. Or maybe you could kind of see from their perspective as to why they're acting a certain way, right? And then you could kind of see yourself and picture yourself in that situation. And I think that's what they're more so going for than maybe like a shonen where you're so tied to one character, you're just like rooting for them to go from failure or bottom of the barrel all the way to the top. And then you're just pushing them each episode but very different concept here did you have a favorite character though i don't think i had a favorite character i because i i kind of watch anime differently from you right like i think you have a more you search for like character connection more so than i do and i kind of like these like human lab rat experiments in a lot of these stories (laughs) this sounds this sounds really bad (laughs) i just sound like a very bad person but I like these stories because, well, one, like it, it's not like a real life thing. So, you know, we're not hurting anyone. <laughs> but two, like you could kind of see humans being pushed to their limits in a sense. And how every single d- different human reacts is just like so uh, diverse and different from one another. Um, and that's what makes it interesting for me because one person can come into this death parade scenario enter the bar and be like hey you know what i'm okay with dying you 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 take whatever uh you could win the game and then we could just move on and go on with our lives other people will just like kind of do whatever it takes will kill the other person in order to ensure that they don't die and like the revealing of those characters and the honest emotions is something that we would never really see in real life unless you're actually faced with like death or like an extreme scenario maybe yeah very extreme and dark scenarios that put you in that position to do that but death parade is basically an experiment almost where you can kind of see the portrayal of that so i don't have a favorite character but i just liked the various ways that they portrayed humans and how they would react to this scenario that i guess in a way it is entertaining to see i guess their take on how people would react um did you always agree with the decisions that were made or uh maybe the decisions deca made in terms of judging people as you know worthy of being reincarnated or not i don't think so i don't necessarily agreed or agree with the decisions that were made or the actions that some of these characters take i think that part is actually very interesting right because Deckham is not necessarily like a like a godly figure or anything like that, like a religious figure. It's he's just almost like another human being that's judging other human beings. So he can also make mistakes in his judgment, which makes it very interesting because you can do everything right in this scenario that Death Parade like kind of puts you in, and if Deckham just decides like, hey, I I don't like whatever you did, then you can still go to hell, right? So that's what makes it, 
a bit more interesting because there is no right or wrong and maybe there just never is a right or wrong you know you know at the end of the day for any decision we make and that's kind of the portrayal of it um but you just kind of have to do or live your life to the best of your ability and then see what happens in the end which makes it this whole dynamic even more interesting Mm -hmm. right it's interesting because you're trusting an arbiter to decide for you and like you said you could have done everything right but if this arbiter decides you weren't worthy of being reincarnated you might not be and i think one of the big points actually didn't come from deckham but i think it was ginty right i forget the two names but um there's basically the idol and the fan who basically is his stand in real life and you know they both pass away together and i guess this is one of those times like now i'm thinking about they didn't die in the same place but they both passed away i guess at the same time and you know this idol has basically lived his whole life kind of being egotistical doesn't think about other people's feelings thinks he's just like you know the coolest guy on the earth other if he hurts other people's feelings it doesn't matter because all the girls who like him and he just plays them like they're just another another girl to him doesn't really bother him and then this girl who's willing to do everything for him they don't really explain it but she isn't judged immediately like the idol um and at the end in the game the idol kind of realizes that his whole life he's been kind of playing people and he's not he suddenly kind of has a change of heart but yet he still got sent to the void and i was confused Mm -hmm. because does that mean that you know this arbiter has basically said that you know you did live your whole you did find at the end of the day why you were wrong in the way you lived your life but that doesn't make up for what you did in your life um and in that kind of sense, I was like, why are they even playing the game if he can judge so much off of uh, kind of the memories of this guy? Like, it didn't matter that he had a change of heart at the end of the day. He's still, like, as a person in life, was kind of shitty. So the Arbiter or Ginty was like, you know, I'm just going to send you to the Void. But then he kind of allows the fan to also follow him to the void because of her love for him i guess they they could right they could judge you based on the life that you lived but i think what death parade does is it puts you in a more extreme circumstance as to like to get the real and honest emotions out of you right so even if he realized hey i did all this wrong or maybe x y and z i could have done better like in the extreme scenario that he was put in, he didn't behave in the way that he should have in a sense or in the way that Ginty thinks that he should have. And I think that's a more telling sign than you being like, hey, I'm sorry for whatever I did, right? Like it's it's kind of like in a relationship, if you like cheat on someone because you or in this like in this scenario you're like fuck it like i'm just gonna take this opportunity to i guess sleep with someone else and then afterwards you're like oh i'm sorry i i know that was wrong but in the moment i was just like fuck it anyway so you know you know what i mean like it was like a very it's an honest emotion that came out in the moment that that the action occurred but humans have the tendency to kind of go back on that action and then feel apologetic and 
say sorry for whatever they did. But in the end, you still did something wrong, right? Because you should have never, I guess, in this scenario, cheated on your significant other. I think that's what Death Parade is just trying to portray and then draw out. Like, if the humans are placed in these, like, extreme instances of fear in this scenario, like, how would they honestly react? And in the idol's case, he didn't sacrifice himself. He, in the end, let the girl die, but didn't really die. She just fell to, like, she fell to her death, but it wasn't her death because she was already dead. (laughs) Right. She just loses her chance to, I guess, be reincarnated. But for her at that point in time, she kind of just made that decision. She would rather, you know, not be reincarnated because she'd rather be in the same place that the person she loved was. Interesting, really dark, really depressing when I thought about it. Um, I don't know if I agreed with the decisions, but I don't know if you're supposed to agree. I think that's part of Death Parade is that at the end of every evaluation or arbitration, there's a secondary question of, did I make the right choice? And I think that's brought up a couple times in Death Parade, where sometimes it's pretty clear, like, yeah, this person is going to get reincarnated. Other times you're kind of like, it could go 50-50. Either way, I, I I see a reason and I can probably draft an argument as to why the decision was made. But there's always that mm-hmm. if question. And I don't know, it's a dark concept that I don't I haven't put too much thought on. But sometimes you do ask yourself, do you live life the way that, you know, at the end of the day, you're not going to have regrets or... There's always a question like, could I have done more? Could I have done something better? And I guess those are regrets, right? That's in life. Mm -hmm. The times when you think about it, it's almost like, you know, you regret that you didn't make a different choice. But it's just a dark concept. I don't know how else to kind of talk about it because it is dark at its core. Like, that's the story. But because of that, it's, it's interesting. And I think it's entertaining for that reason that, you know, like you said, it's brainstorming. We're all just brainstorming here what happens after we move on. Right. And kind of go, going hand in hand with that are like the concepts, like you said, right? Like, not just humans in this story have a sense of portrayal of regret, but the people that are making the judgments, like Deckham and Ginty, have that feeling too. Like, after they make a decision, they're like, oh, was that actually the right decision that i made and that's what also makes it interesting because there's a there's like a two-way street in a sense one street is if the humans live their life righteously and morally and lives it 100 correct that doesn't necessarily mean the other side of the street is gonna think you did too um but it's just like all like a brainstorming activity in the end of like concepts of life in a sense like anything surrounding death, regret, decision-making, how you lived your life. Yeah, I guess it just comes down to like humans should live their life to the fullest, but at the same time, like live it very righteously. It's very interesting. Just makes you reflect on your own life. It, it just really, yeah, makes you reflect about yourself, maybe life, death humanity morals it's kind of got all of that and i think that's why death parade actually is so popular is that if you 
think too much into it, you might realize there's a lot of holes with the anime. But on a holistic sense, it's entertaining. And it makes you kind of think, which a lot of anime that I watch, because I watch a lot of shonen, I don't really ever secondary guess my thoughts of the episode, or I don't sit down afterwards and think about it in more depth. But in Death Parade's case, I did find myself sitting more often wondering about the episode or some of the decisions that were made in the games and what the Arbiters decided at the end of the day. Yeah, I totally agree because I do think, this, like I said at the beginning, the score is at 8.17. And I think the score is low because, like you also said, there are holes in this story because there's just not enough episodes to cover the full breadth of the story and it kind of comes with like the world building aspect more so i think where there could be holes and anyone that's a critic or that wants to be a snobby anime fan can pick at those holes right but i like i said like if if you want to get the best of death note it lies like in the journey or the message that they're trying to portray in the middle of the games and how like humans are being portrayed throughout the story and i think if you're able to get something out of that then your experience watching death note was worthwhile because in the end this is a dark show with a lot of depth and meaning and something that makes you contemplate on your own life and hopefully it's something that would help others or help humans live a better or more fun and not regret filled life <laughs> Dude, that honestly that's a good way to put it i think you might have mixed up death on death parade on that last sentence but i i completely oh, yeah. <laughs> i completely agree with you it's like reflection right um man maybe this is a good way to put it but like would you send yourself to be reincarnated like if you like ever reflected on your life which i mean everyone reflects to some extent but maybe not about their entire life but would you reincarnate yourself? Would you play a game with your life, with your soul on the line to kind, kind of determine like who you are? It's also funny because, like I said, like Deckham and Ginty and these like judge judge people also have their own emotions. So you could also ask that question if if someone else viewed you and your life, like would they send you to hell or heaven, right? Because the people that are making the judgments in Death Parade are very close human beings that have the right or that have the same decision-making concepts and abilities. So it's like if the world viewed you and your life now, like would you be sent to hell or heaven? Yeah, I mean, that's the that's the million-dollar question. Would you? Would, where would you fall on this show? Exactly. That is a... Scary concept to think about. <laughs> it's dark. It's deep. It's but it's what makes Death Parade Death Parade. And I think at the end of the day, you have to kind of appreciate that thought that Death Parade has made you kind of think about it in a little more detail, a little more depth. Um, I mean, I got a few more things I want to bring up, and you know, in the, as as we wrap up this podcast, but I want to kind of hear your thoughts on this Japanese phrase. And I'm sorry if I butcher it. I don't speak Japanese like Chris. Chris can probably repeat it correctly. But Otsukara Samadeshita, is that the correct phrase that is used, I guess, in the working world of like at the end of your day? Yeah, you could use it in a lot of different 
scenarios it basically there there isn't like a direct translation in english i think but it's like oh great job today or like thanks for your hard work essentially or yeah it, it kind of means the same exact thing you would use it in a work setting but you can also say it like if i was getting dinner with friends or something after work then i would tell them like oh otsukadesama or like something like that so like like we did good today in a sense mm-hmm. like let's get a drink so um so it's yeah <laughs> in death parade uh i know this is a spoiler but deckham uses it um for those listening and if you're watching it in subbed i believe it was translated as you did well or something like that you did you did good mm-hmm. um i forget what episode it is but it's like i think a couple who you know they realize they died deckham is giving them a hug and he's like you guys did good. You did the best you could or something. But like I caught it in the Japanese word that he used was like otsukara-sama. And have you ever mm-hmm. have you ever thought about life like that? Do you ever think like at the end of at the end of the day like when you're nearing that end that phrase could be used in terms of life? I think so cuz I mean at least from a Japanese perspective like we use it in a lot of different scenarios. It's not just at the end of the work day but it could be at the end of your career it could be at the end of you know your graduation from school um it just can be used in i guess different phases of your life and in the end of the day the the greatest phase of your life is your entire lifetime um which spans all the different other phases but if you really think about it right like your career is one huge phase that comprises multiple jobs multiple i guess opportunities um so it's kind of the same concept you could use that basically at the end of your life and be like you know what we did good and it's time to move on sad that's deep i mean i've only heard that in a work setting right so i never once thought of that phrase being used as your life and I think when Deckham used it, I was like, wow, it's kind of a nice way. I don't know how to translate it in English correctly. I mean, I think the subbed people did a pretty decent job at putting that that kind of empathy of that phrase into an English translation. But that phrase would never always mean that. So I don't know. It's mm-hmm. just one of those like small moments of like appreciation for the show on taking a phrase that's pretty common that I'm used to in working in the working world, but like just making it, making it deeper, have more weight. Yeah, definitely. I I don't really know what the direct translation is either, but it it does just mean like, you know what? You did a good job today or you did a good job up to this point. So I think that's a pretty good sub. Unlike some other subs that we saw during this anime binge watching. (laughs) We'll get into those uh, maybe in (laughs) next week's episode. (laughs) Man, so I guess let's get into it. Give me your breakdown. What's your rating? What is Death Parade in your book? We've watched a lot of anime this year. What are you giving it? Um, So I initially watched the Death Parade and I actually went back to look at my score that I gave it. I gave it a 7 out of 10 on Mal, which kind of directly translates to, translates to like a 3.5 out of 5 on our scale. And I went back, and after rewatching it, this show's actually really good, I think. 
um, what it's able to do in 12 episodes and the way that it's able to make you think about your life is actually really, really good. I think the production is really good. Madhouse does a really good job of animating and creating a world or setting that fits the show and fits the tone of the story really well. And the other thing that's, I think, I don't know, under I've underrated is the right word, but should be on a lot of people's radar if you're an anime fan is the opening is a freaking banger. It's really good. I think it's very interesting how they selected a very upbeat song for the opening, giving it a parade vibe. <laughs> but at the same time, right after that, like it's like the show is starting, gives this like enthusiastic upbeat feel to it and it hits you with like the dark undertones and moods and like the contrast of that is just really nice i think in the end at the end though this shows a four out of five definitely unique interesting how i i I, so interesting i mean the opening is for sure a banger for those who haven't watched death parade pay attention to the opening it's a banger it like deserves to be on anime playlists at least in my opinion it was so good one of my favorite parts of the actual show. Um, but going off your score of kind of upgrading it from a 3.5 to a 4, it's interesting you said that because I think I gave it a 3.5 at the end of the day. Um, and this is my first pass watching it, right? I didn't rewatch it like you. So it does seem like a show that if you rewatched it and you have more background of the story going in, mm-hmm. you might think a little bit more highly of the show itself um and in that sense like yeah you know what maybe if i rewatch this like couple years down the line i might also upgrade it to a four but right now i think as an anime in 12 episodes there were a lot of holes um but i did like the overall concept i found it really entertaining really enjoyable to watch and especially binge and it's interesting because Madhouse has also produced Sunny Boy, which to some extent makes you question life and humanity itself as well. We've had our own kind of comments and thoughts on Sunny Boy. But maybe Sunny Boy is like the college level anime to Madhouse's death parade high school, middle school level concept. <laughs> like maybe I'm just we're just not big brained enough to like understand Sunny Boy like the way we understand death parade who knows man i think what's interesting with both is i think both will get better as we age because the thing with death parade and this this might sound a little morbid but death parade's gonna be better as you get closer to death this sounds morbid but as you kind of get closer to that point in your life, I think right now, like it's in the back of our heads, we don't really think about it. It does hit us sometimes, right? Like, you know, unfortunate events can happen to people our age as well, but it's very much in the back of our heads and it's not something that we very much consider. And what I noticed was when I first watched Death Parade, I was, I think it was seven years ago. So I was around 20 in college, right? Like this isn't it? something i'm gonna be thinking about and that's why i didn't really like it uh or like i liked it but i thought it was like okay i thought it was a great show from 
certain standpoints, like I said, like the world building and like the tone that it's able to set. But I didn't necessarily resonate with the message. But after seven years, I'm like, oh, oh, I'm, I'm getting closer to this. I'm getting closer to this concept. Like, how will I reflect on my life? You know, or how should I be reflecting on my life right now um, after living for 27 years or so? And I feel like this is something that's going to age better as time goes. I think Sunny Boy is the same exact thing. As we age and we're looking for meaning and depth and and storytelling, Sunny Boy is one of those things that kind of has a story or a meaning behind each episode, each short story that comprises the overarching story. So I think both are going to be shows I'll probably rewatch in the future, but not necessarily like anytime soon. But I'll probably regain a deeper appreciation for it. Love it. I think I think that's true. I think you nailed it. I think we're going to appreciate certain animes more and more as we age and grow older. I might appreciate Shonen forever, but Shonen is probably not going to grow in my heart you know, <laughs> the way some of these deeper anime do. It's been a dark, deep episode, but for those who want to get into that type of genre, who want to give themselves like kind of a bit of a twist, a different... It's very different from what you've probably been watching in the recent years, at least for me. It's like the dark, deep version of Kakegurui. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, that is very true. But yeah, I guess I guess that's all I have for this episode. I mean, next week we'll definitely be coming with a little bit more upbeat of an anime. We'll be talking about Chihayafuru, which... I think has defined my COVID experience, but we can get into that in <laughs> next week's episode. But for me, I don't have any closing thoughts. I think you nailed it there that it's something that you should watch if that's something that interests you. If you like that type of dark, deep genre, make you think about life, like reflect back. But what are your closing thoughts? I think it just, this made me appreciate anime more. Um, watching Death Parade again because it was just such a unique experience. It was different from what I was getting recently. and just shows how much or how wide of a range anime really has. And that that's really all I have to say. But Madhouse coming coming out with another good, good show. Not that surprising. Which, And hopefully we, we get more good anime in the near future. Although I'm kind of addicted to JoJo right now and all I'm watching is JoJo. So come out after i finish jojo (laughs) all right well that sums it up our scores are an average of a 3.75 a little bit lower than the mal score but probably reflective of maybe the overall kind of take uh for those who want to give it a try who didn't get the chance to follow along it's only 12 episodes not too bad you could knock it out in four hours um and guarantee that opening song is probably a banger in your book so i guess that's it for me can't wait for next week when we talk about Chihaya Fudu. Uh, I have a lot to say about that one too, so I'm looking forward to that. All right, me too. All right, till then, peace out, Weeboos. Peace.